Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Pretty terrible. Um, have you ever seen that movie, the Pixar movie called Soul? It came out last year. No, I don't watch cartoons. Oh, of course you haven't seen it. Well, it's this charming animated movie for kids about what happens when you die. Charming. It's so, <laughs> like that right up my alley when cartoons die. <laughs> it's about this jazz musician who's like walking through New York City in the beginning. He's thinking about music. He's strolling along. He's averting death at every turn. Cranes are falling around him and cars are almost running him over. But he's just like, you know, snapping his finger and thinking about jazz. And then he falls into a, an open manhole. And that's how I feel. Let basically. me guess. That's the metaphor for your week or for your life or for whatever it is. Yeah. It's good as just, any. That's a good one. That's a good it's one. It's like everything's so precarious right now. Like we can just like fall into a sinkhole any minute, you know? I, I think I did. I'll tell you about it after the open. Uh, this is Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. We're just a couple of New York Jews talking about the news, beating back the blues. We made a podcast and news why had to laugh so we don't cry. Come and join us for the ride. Welcome to Okay, welcome. Uh, this is we've had like a three week break here, two and a half week break. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it because was... we we've been doing the every other week, and then we had Rosh Hashanah last week, and we're actually doing this, recording this on Erev Yom Kippur, so we're getting ready to fast. And go to Kol Nidre, but then we're going to hold it because we don't want to release. Because we don't want to be, a... be disrespectful and weird right, on Yom Kippur. So we're going to record. <laughs> we're going to release on Friday morning. But rest assured, we're here. But we are, Rachel. This was a great idea. We're going to stick to our every other week schedule for the foreseeable future because we answer to nobody and. It's a delight. It's, it's just a delight. Like... We're, we're not professionals. <laughs> we're making this shit up as we go along, and uh, we'll record when we want to record, and we won't when we don't. So You uh... get what you get, and you don't get upset. So there <laughs> exactly you have it. Right. <laughs> and also, we should have said this at uh, the end of the last episode, but it's the end of the summer music series because the summer is over. Um, yeah. And it, I don't know. It may be the end of the summer music series forever. This might be the, the final season after the two canceled after two in seasons. The summer music <laughs> coffin. Yeah, it's just getting harder and harder to find. I mean, I need I demand quality. I don't want to compromise my standards. And it's getting harder and harder to find, you know, these videos from the canon of terrible videos. And but there's a great I mean, there's there's history of great art being canceled after two seasons like the uh, the british version of the office was two seasons right enlightened and, um, um yeah what's it called uh, freaks and geeks was only two freaks seasons and geeks. yeah great great my so- so-called life was only one season there you go so in the great tradition of my so-called <laughs> life and the office <laughs> SMS is uh, summer music series is on uh, indefinite hiatus. Okay, uh, Rachel, uh, what happened this week? You have some you have an update for us, don't you? Yeah, I have a really important update about Kristen, the woman who farted in a meeting who we talked about last week. <laughs> we um, talked about in several weeks. <laughs> if you yeah, three weeks ago. So if you don't know the story of Kristen already, there's nothing I can do really to help you. You can go back to our last episode and, and you'll get caught up if you listen to it. But so anyway, the story of Kristen farting in a meeting at her advertising agency generated a stronger than 
it generated a stronger than expected response, <laughs> including Wait, among our listeners or like the fart itself. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I monitor. <laughs> Both. I monitor our um, nope email account. So I don't think you even saw this because I didn't forward it to you. No, I don't know but... what's coming here. <laughs> I got an email from an author who asked me to put him in touch. <laughs> Wait, he wants to option the story? <laughs> But we we're not allowed to reveal our sources, so Kristen is so, anonymous. So did you pass this along to Kristen? I did. I forwarded it to Kristen. I didn't want to reveal her identity to this author because she's <laughs> on witness protection. <laughs> no, the no so, witness protection program. So she got right back to me, and she said, "This is great. I'll contact." him so she's now going to be the subject of like a, <laughs> a Pulitzer Prize like a biography and then it'll David be McCullough. <laughs> David McCullough then it'll be a, a biopic it could uh it'll be a biopic directed by Steven Spielberg <laughs> wait, so wait you we haven't done this in a while you're always good at casting the best casting of fictional movies that don't exist like you once cast CNN the movie who would play Kristen it's got to be Kristen Wiig Laura Dern no Laura oh Kristen <laughs> We've never met Kristen. We have no idea what she looks like, but she looms large in our imagination, and she is definitely <laughs> Kristen Wiig. Okay. We just yeah. alienated okay. everyone who did not hear the original story. Um, so I had uh, <laughs> So my life has been consumed. <laughs> Rachel, get it together. <laughs> my life has been consumed by these storms that keep pummeling the New York area. Nothing compared to Louisiana, of course. Sympathies go out right. to those poor souls but um it's been pretty bad here we had two storms kind of like a week and a half apart or two weekends apart the first one was biblical it was the one that was the biggest in 500 years or something like that and yes. uh, i was uh it had started to rain and we knew this was coming but i'm an idiot and i decided to go meet a friend at a bar at like 8 30 in the village so we met there and we had a great time for a couple hours and it was you know time to go home and the rain was really coming down and we're like oh it's really raining which was completely predicted and we're like let's stay here longer so we stay there until like midnight from 8 30 to midnight and you know what uh -huh. happens when you just sit there at a bar until midnight until midnight and we're yeah. like okay we're like this is ridiculous we have to get out of here so and we have umbrellas so we're walking in the rain and we said we're gonna i'm gonna walk home and he was we were in the same direction for a little while so we started walking in the same direction home and it was just <clears throat> unwalkable like you couldn't even like make your way so we ducked into another bar and we stay there for another hour and a half hoping that the rain will subside uh -huh. um and uh and it does a little bit and then i say well i'm halfway home i can walk home this is New York. You can walk anywhere. So I decide I'm just going to tough it out and walk home. And he goes the other direction. And I walk home and I start getting swarmed by rats. <gasps> no. Yes. Like they, the sewers, I guess, flooded and <gasps> it flushed them out of their homes, their rat holes. Oh, and they were everywhere. No. And I freaked out and I started <laughs> sprinting down the middle of the street like, <laughs> <laughs> like save me. I run out into the middle of 6th Avenue. Of course, there's no cabs anywhere. And I like basically stand out in the middle of the street and block this cab that's off duty. 
and I say, please, please take me. It's like six blocks to Tribeca. And, you know, I don't even want to walk the six blocks. And he's like, Mr. I've been on duty for 14 hours and I'm going home to Brooklyn now. And I'm like, what's it going to take? What's it going to take? And I open my wallet and I start like taking out like $10 bills. Take it all. Just get me home. Five minutes. So finally he did take me home, but it was extremely traumatic. But however, it was less traumatic than what happened to the next storm, which I think I texted you about while it was happening because it was so awful. Wait, so that was not the same storm? No, there were two storms, two adjacent storms. Oh, because I wasn't here, so I don't even know. Like, I just know about Ida, you know? Oh, I don't even know what these are called anymore. Leon, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So this one, I was sitting at home, and you know I'm the president of my condo, which is something I would never wish on anybody um and i start and so in addition to like it's a self-managed condo so i'm also the janitor um and i'm on call 24 7 365 basically and like there's just one the worst woman she's like this hysterical woman and who lives upstairs for me and i guess there was a little trickle of a flood somewhere <clears throat> she's always with the floods and she starts texting me in the middle of the night like there's a flood <gasps> So it's a group text to like five, 15 different people. Like, no call shit. It a, call an emergency plumber. What is an emergency an, plumber? I write back. I'm like, what is an emergency plumber? Do they have Different skills from a non-emergency plumber? plumber? And what plumbing problem is not an emergency? Right. And, and this is like the biggest storm of the century. I suspect yeah. the plumbers are all There's, occupied doing things. They're bigger the emergencies. Right. But she wouldn't let up. She's like, we need an emergency plumber. And I like, what do you do? What Where do you do? do, you, what, do you, what do you say? And I, I told her, Google emergency plumber. See what you get. Like, I, like we have the same internet. Like, so it's like Scrabble. Like, that is not a word. <laughs> Okay, let's shut these stories down. We have real nopes to get to. We've built a few yes. up because oh it's been God, a few yeah. weeks. Okay, Rachel, okay. what's going on in the nope world? All right, so this is the dry heave segment where we talk about just the creatures from the Trump administration resurfacing. And I want to talk about John Pierce, who is one of the big Kraken lawyers. He's representing 17 Capitol riot defendants, more than any other lawyer. And, um, you know, in, in the midst of all these trials, he went totally AWOL, which is very unusual. Uh, when like you're- he didn't show up for like court hearings and filings and things no starting it sometime in august he just stopped showing up for hearings for his clients and instead he sent a young associate named ryan marshall who is not a lawyer and on top of not being this is, like, is this like my cousin bar, Vin- is this like my cousin like Vinny? my cousin Vin- <laughs> <laughs> But worse, though, because this guy, Marshall, Ryan Marshall, is facing felony charges for allegedly defrauding a widow of $86,000 from her late husband's estate while working as a law clerk. Only the finest Krakens. Yeah, it takes a felon to defend a felon, I guess. Well, exactly. Like the defendants might have been like. I need a criminal lawyer. And this guy's like, but I, well, but I'm... I, but I want someone who really understands what it's like to be a felon. Right. I need empathy. Right. I'm, I am a criminal. I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> but I'm a criminal. So one out of two ain't bad, right? And so he's not the most reliable narrator either. And when Marshall was asked in the hearing by um, 
the judge, where the hell is John Pierce? Um, this guy cannot get his story straight. So here are the different stories we heard on like two consecutive days from this guy who's not a lawyer. On August 24th, he appeared at a hearing in place of John Pierce and told the judge that Pierce was absent because of a scheduling conflict. Mm. Okay. What kind of scheduling conflict do you have when you're, if you're a lawyer? Like that's it has to that's be in what court. your schedule is. <laughs> like, you know, so a few hours later, um, Marshall attended another hearing for a different defendant represented by Pierce. And he told the prosecutor that Pierce had been in an accident and was on his way to a hospital. Then a different associate <laughs> reached out to NPR, a different associate from the same law firm said that Pierce was not in an accident, but he was just suffering from dehydration. <laughs> That's like when Mariah Carey can't go on stage and she's like actually nervous exhaustion. Rehab, right. She's in rehab or something. That's actually a legit excuse, you yes, know, but you're not dehydrated. <laughs> I mean, you may incidentally also be dehydrated, but it's not the primary cause of your of your, of your problem. Yes, it's it's, it's it a all stem, It all stem. I mean, in the end, doesn't it all stem from dehydration? Dehydration. Just hydrate more. So then there's the following day. So all of those three excuses were in. in one day and the following day marshall again appears in in place of pierce at another hearing for an accused capital rioter and told the judge that pierce who is a renowned anti-vaxxer by the way had been hospitalized with covid and was on a ventilator but then right after <laughs> that this other unnamed associate at the law firm called a NPR. Lot of associates here. Or maybe, is it the same one like uh like maybe. trump's like trump the trump the publicist but i suspect guy? john Barron. yes i suspect and, this is all pierce like calling yes in i himself. think so <laughs> yes that guy pierce was wrong <laughs> i'm right you know like he's, yeah, he's, yeah yeah so um Okay, so then this other unnamed person calls NPR again and says that Pierce is hospitalized with COVID, but he's not on a ventilator. So oh, we don't important clarification. So he's hospitalized. He's not hospitalized. He's dehydrated. He's been in an accident. There was a scheduling conflict. Like it, <laughs> we run the, the gamut. Same thing. There is a scheduling conflict, which <laughs> is that he is in the hospital with COVID on a ventilator. Be and therefore, he is dehydrated as a function or of his in rehab. <laughs> or, or in rehab. This is all of a piece. This makes perfect sense to me, Rachel. I don't know it's why all, you think this actually, is funny. When you, it's not really <laughs> lies. It's all true. <laughs> so this is a huge mystery until this week when John Pierce suddenly resurfaced. But a statement he released raises more questions than it answers. So so this week, he puts out a statement saying he's, quote, pleased to report that on Sunday, September 5th, 2021, I was released from an LA area hospital following a 12-day stay. I was not missing or anything of the sort. But then he goes on to say that he's not able to appear in court until this week. And so now he's he's back. Did he explain why he couldn't use his phone during this two-week <laughs> well, hospital maybe stay? Maybe he was on a ventilator, but why is that so embarrassing? Like, you would think he would, if anything, get sympathy. He's very sick. Yeah, well, he did thank the the judges for their sympathy because they, they were, like, you know, posting memos or whatever lawyers do stating that he wasn't in right so did he have like a, a vision that he should reform that he should you know support vaxxers and get 
rid of his no. January oh, 6th no, clients? He didn't, well, he didn't say if he was like what he was hospitalized for. He did, he never explained. He didn't even say where he was hospitalized because the, the Daily Beast reported that no patient named John Pierce was admitted to Cedar Sinai, Cedar Sinai or the UCLA Medical Center during the period in question. So those are like the two biggest LA area hospitals and he wasn't in those. So where was he? But back to the statement, Pierce went on to say that he wants to especially thank Ryan Marshall, a young associate at my firm whose admission to the bar is pending like, <laughs> after his criminal trial. As Hilarious. my disbarment is pending. Yes. <laughs> right. So he says, as I learned for the first time about the confusion and intense media coverage that accompanied my hospitalization, Ryan clearly did an incredible job under immensely difficult circumstances circumstances with the limited information he had at the time he did the worst <laughs> job humanly possible i can't think of anybody doing a worse job in any context like well, he told five different stories you had one job like cover 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 for me cover for me for a cover for day. me right <laughs> like, these are yeah stick to one story if it's made up double down on it just yes. stick to one story so i say best of luck to the capital riot defendants who got the garbage attorney that they so richly deserve but you know where where was i still want to know where was he <laughs> and like what happened where is the investigation we'll never know we'll, we'll never, never know. know we'll never know okay. can we shut it down Yes, let's shut it down. Okay, okay nope. 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 <laughs> what else is going on in the nope world? Um, yeah, well, this week marked the return of the Met Gala, which is, you know, Anna Wintour's crazy annual parade of celebrities in outrageous fashions. And I don't know about you, Brian, but I was happy that it was back. Sure. You know? Sure, it's absolutely. I mean, uh, it's uh, part of what makes New York, New York, especially New York Fashion Week in the fall and a new season. I mean, really, New Year's in New York is September, right? Exactly. Uh, it's not January. It's uh, when That's when the tourists do it in Times Square. We have Rosh Hashanah. We have Fashion Week. We have all the important holidays. So we're looking into the future. Like, what are people going to look like in six months? We know. <laughs> We know now. <laughs> so I, you know, so I, I did love seeing all the photos of all the looks. And did you see any of them? Like Kim Kardashian? Yeah, yeah with the, she like was like in the gimp, stocking. she was in the gimp outfit. Was that her? Yeah, she okay. looked like a silhouette. It was interesting. At least it, like she didn't have to wear a mask or anything. It probably protected her from COVID. Yeah, well, it was one big mask. It was one bit, it was a giant mask. Yeah, my favorite was Frank Ocean who showed up. Did you see him? No. He was on the red carpet. He looked very normal in a suit, but he was holding a green robot baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it was very strange. Um, but I loved it. I mean, you've it. Been you were covering this for years back when you were at yeah. the journal, right? So has it gotten weirder? Like, has it become yes. more of a clown show? I mean, I yeah. seem to remember it was actually couture, like doing their, their best work to show off. And now it's just a, a freak show. Yeah, well, with the advent of like TikTok and Instagram, it's like they, it's a, you know, a race to the bottom, really, <laughs> to be more outrageous. It's an arms race. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And a legs race. So, <laughs> so the theme was American fashion. I have no idea what any of these people were doing because none of them, like, I didn't look at any of them and think, like, oh, this is American fashion. No, I thought this is. A robot Psycho baby. Psychopathic, yeah. right? 
but um, but it doesn't even matter because all of the headlines were stolen by a person who was not even there. And that person is Nicki Minaj, the rapper. Yes, yes I saw so, the headlines, but I have no idea why someone who wasn't there would grab all the Met Gala headlines. Yes, she hoard, she hoarded them all. They are like the headlines are all about Nikki. nothing left for anyone else. No, no, nothing. No soup for you. So Nikki is usually there, but this year she was not. And the reason why is because she's not yet vaccinated. And mm. she tweeted that she thinks she will eventually get vaccinated once she's done enough research. But so far, so I'm sure she's doing out. very deep. What is she doing? Like. Pouring over the scientific literature yes. in her spare time. Yes, that's takes, what she's doing. Takes many years to really digest the body of work from. Oh, <laughs> she's God. reading it all. Okay. So then she, but then after she said that, she sent another tweet that really stopped everyone, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, in their tracks. Um, here's what she said. This is in a tweet to her 22.6 million followers. Quote. My cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His <laughs> testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Okay, so there's a lot to understand. <laughs> Wait, could you take me through the lineage there again? It's Nicki so, Minaj's cousin. A Trinidadian friend of Nicki Minaj's cousin. A friend of the cousin. swollen testicles. <laughs> that is bad luck. And that also means impotent, therefore. He, and he got, also got the vaccine. So the first thing I would say to Nicki and her cousin's friend in Trinidad is that correlation does not, does not imply causation. causation. <laughs> and it is highly likely that the swollen testicles were perhaps due to a different cause, like maybe an std which may explain why the fiance has you know or, walked or, back or her maybe commitment. the fiance wanted to wait till their wedding night and he's just got blue balls i have no idea <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that's my theory but then why would she why would she break things off before the wedding <laughs> <laughs> she, she saw the swollen i think balls. my theory <laughs> makes more sense <laughs> i don't know but so the fiance probably like, so this is my theory. The fiance saw the swollen testicles and was like, where were you last night? And her fiance was like, I was getting the vaccine. What? How does that tie? That's, that makes even less sense. <laughs> And why are we even talking about where the story came from? It is the most interesting part of this story. Like, who is this cousin in Trinidad? And it's the yeah, friend. I mean, how, it's not even the cousin. It's but the how big the is Trinidad? Like, everybody knows the guy who is friends with Nicki <laughs> Minaj's the... cousin who has the elephant <laughs> testicles. Wait, is it the cousin or the friend of the cousin? <laughs> The friend of the cousin. Okay, so it's the cousin has a friend has a fiance who broke off of so basically the vaccine because is a love killer. It's uh it's it's destroying. It's a romance. Yeah, it's destroying romance all over the world. So 
Um, so Fauci had to answer a question. Like everyone is up in arms about this. So now like even Dr. Fauci has to address it <laughs> on television. So Jake Tapper asked him about it and oh, he responded no, with- this is, no, there's a, still a fucking pandemic and Jake Tapper is a- asking Anthony Fauci about some dude swollen balls. <laughs> And he's answering it. He said she should be thinking twice about propagating information that has no basis except a one-off anecdote, and that's not what science is all about. I thought that was a very classy yes. answer. He didn't address the matter at hand. He just <laughs> he kind of like, like side, he's kind of dodged it sideways. <laughs> yes, yes. But then after that, if if it couldn't get any worse, Trinidad and Tobago Health Minister Dr. Terence. Dale Singh held a press conference today <laughs> on television <laughs> stating that there is no reported cases of swollen testicles in all of Trinidad. Wait, wait, and wait, 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 wait. If you're someone in Trinidad <laughs> with swollen testicles, do you report that? To whom? <laughs> to the police? To the testicle police? To the like. It's like in White Lotus. You walk in and say, can you look at this? Is this something? Right. Like... Oh, that's Yeah, it was a plot line on White Lotus. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's where it came from. Maybe Nicki Minaj <laughs> was just hallucinating <laughs> the whole thing. She dreamt she had a dream about White Lotus, and this is what came out. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I mean... No, could we just... I don't know. Yeah, but... Everyone wants to interview this person. The 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 cousin's friend Jimmy Kimmel put out a call for him to call him, and even our finest living journalist Tucker Carlson is on the hunt. Um, here's a clip. We haven't been able to figure out whether this show is broadcast in Trinidad, but if Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend is watching, or his former fiance is watching, we want to hear your story. We'll come to Port of Spain to see you. Let us know. So, um, honestly, I, I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> just shut it down. That's why. That's I think why we... we just need to shut it down. Congrats to Nikki for making the Met ball all about your cousin's <laughs> friend's balls. <laughs> Good work. No, <laughs> keep it no. going. No, okay. no, absolutely so not. I, I want to keep talking about fashion and trends and things like that. And it turns out it's funny that the theme of the Met Gala was American fashion because the number one fashion and style trendsetter in the world is no longer in the U.S., no longer in Europe even. The number one trendsetter was not at the Met Gala. It is now Kim Jong-un. Oh, really? Okay. Now, you may remember, I don't know, a year ago, six months ago, we did a thing about fashion in North Korea, how um, Kim Jong-un banned skinny jeans, and there were only 15 approved hairstyles, and that he he said others were non-socialist, and there was this TV program called Let's Trim Our Hair in Accordance with the Socialist Style. Um, That that was the name of the TV program? (laughs) I guess there's not much competition. (laughs) Let's stay television. They can air whatever they want. (laughs) Let's trim our hair, but not in the socialist style. (laughs) That's the the other channel, not in the socialist (laughs) style. Let's trim our hair in accordance with the socialist style. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
No. no. That's like on ABC versus NBC or Netflix versus Hulu. (laughs) Okay. So now, though, uh, Kim, that was last year. Kim is now taking it to the next level. Um, He appeared at some sort of night parade. And it yielded the following tweet from the AP. Kim Jong-un looked thinner and more energetic in a North Korean parade that showcased (laughs) military animals and workers in hazmat suits. Wait, was this written by a North Korean person? Like a North Korean government official? This is the AP? Do they have a North Korean bureau? Like, what is this? This is. This the sounds thing like... about that is the parade with military animals and what are military and... animals? <laughs> like canine bomb sniffers or something? Experts say Kim's weight loss <laughs> is likely the result of an Im- effort to improve his shape rather than health problems. To improve um, his shape—that's yes. such a weird word to use <laughs> well, in a sentence. Right. It, it sounds as if it's like a North Korean thing where they try to translate something and it's not quite proper English. But this was yes. the AP um, and CNN. Even their headline was Kim Jong Un boasts a svelte new look at midnight parade. Um, who is who is behind this campaign? <laughs> Even on Fox News, Rachel Campos Duffy said, I'm sorry, he looks better than our president. What? Um, and, what? And, and then he was spotted outdoors, like drinking some sort of, I saw the picture, a bright green like smoothie with a swirly straw, <laughs> like a girly swirly kid straw, like okay. a silly straw. Here's the punchline. He looks fucking great. <laughs> He looks really good. You could Google it while we're. You think you think he looks good? He's kind of hot now. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever he's doing, (laughs) I'll take what he's having. (laughs) Everyone's just like bedazzled, bewitched by by him. Are you? Have you been like glamoured by him? (laughs) I don't know, but of course the internet exploded. Someone photoshopped a fake cover of Vogue. Speaking of the Met Gala, of uh, Trump, Kim and Trump, their fashionable life in surreal times. And there's a picture of Trump standing behind and kind of fondling Kim Jong-un, who's wearing a wedding dress. It's actually very well done. Right. But the problem is that um, apparently it gave Kim new confidence uh, because just a few days later, he tested new long-range cruise missiles for the first time oh, in a while. Oh, okay. But, he you know, wanted they, to look good before that. Yeah. They say for his coming, for his coming out for the, for the release party before his new missiles drop. A launch party. <laughs> a well, they say, that, party. they say that body image gives you confidence, right? And yeah. I'm not saying one body image is better than the other, but obviously he preferred the, the svelte version of himself, so he made it happen. He's a go-getter. Well, I hope he has some influence on his uh, on his best friend Donald Trump, who um, is not looking no. so so spelled. I hope he doesn't, so that Trump gets even fatter and less healthier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> There's no Trump. You can't help Trump. No, okay. Please. Well, anyway, I kind of secretly am giving Kim Jong Un a yup for a genocidal no. maniac, but no, it's a, no. he's a nope. It's all he's always a nope. Okay, I have uh, one final story here. So, um, 
I think I already did a callback to this, but what was the story where it was in France or Romania or po- no, it was in Krakow, Poland, and they thought there was a wild animal prowling in, in a the tree. neighborhood and a tree like staring at them for days at a time and it didn't yes. move. And, and it was a croissant. It, it was a croissant, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> in other <laughs> lurking animal news. This is in, not a croissant. Oh. No, this is a croissant. In Prince George's County, Maryland, uh, Upper Marlboro, um, <laughs> Animal Control got five different calls that people had spotted five zebras running wild, uh, at first on the railroad tracks, but then running farther afield. And they deduced that they had escaped from a private farm that uh, has 39 zebras. So I guess five of them went missing. Um, And they reported that there was a trio traveling together and the other two were a pair. So it makes you wonder, was it like a thruple and a couple? (laughs) Where was the other one? (laughs) There was six loose? No, five loose. So there was a a pod of three, a thruple. A three and a two, okay. three and a two, okay. So you would think like with all of modern technology, we should be able to catch these zebras, but we cannot yeah. have nice things. <laughs> it turns out that zebras <laughs> zebras cannot be chased. <laughs> you would have to unleash a lion to catch the zebra, <laughs> which would introduce a whole other problem that Prince George's <laughs> County is not ready for. It's even less equipped for. That was our solution for the rats in in the island off of oh, yeah. the west coast. Right, right. Unleash a lion. It's <laughs> always the lions. We always see it's the a, lions. It's a solution for everything, but it's I a guess solution not in search, It's a solution in search of a problem. No, it would that would have been <laughs> would have been plausible, but for some reason that one didn't happen. So Rodney Taylor, the chief of animal control, said you can't hunt them down. They're just too fast. They run. They wouldn't let you near them. He said that they get spooked very easily, rightly so, and that the only way to catch them is that they must be corralled. Um, So they they had this, like, scheme to lure them with grain into a temporary corral area. (laughs) Aren't there dogs that can do this? (laughs) No, I'm not an expert on corralling zebras. So at first, so they had a strategy. <laughs> they said, we do have a feeding station and we're winning their confidence. Oh my God. It takes, <laughs> how long is this going to take? Wait, wait it's, it takes a while. Because wait till you hear the details. They're winning their confidence. Now, how much confidence is, is being, <laughs> like, what's the confidence interval required? To to know? First of all, how do you know? And what What's is their the motivation? What <laughs> like, how do you measure? What's the KPIs, the OKRs on how much yeah. confidence in a zebra? Okay, wait. So here's why it's taking so long and why it's so hard to gain their confidence. The animal control guy says, if you build a corral area all at once, <laughs> they're very sensitive and they won't come there to eat. So you have to put it up a few panels at a time. So you have to build, like, you can't just, like, 
build it. Like they're on, they're too smart for that. You have to like build a few panels, a few stakes, and then they come and eat the grain and then they come again. And each time there's a few more. And before you know it, you have a full corral and you close the gate behind them. Um, oh, it's like a the contractor that they hire has to just like do the job <laughs> like every every bit. night at midnight they slink in, put in another post, it takes, and run out. <laughs> yes, and it takes three months, <laughs> and finally they built a whole circle, and then they could maybe get it. So I don't know what the status of these zebras are. It was just a couple of days ago. I assume that they're still building the corral, but I have a very important postscript. So uh, Postscript uh, Georges County is adjacent to Washington, D.C., and the story now shifts to our, you're in my favorite politician, non-voting Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton. Eleanor Holmes Norton, yes. Our favorite. <laughs> She's been there forever. What is she, like the Verizon? What? <laughs> I don't know. There was some Verizon thing we had with her. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Some event. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. We met her at some Verizon event or something. Oh. <laughs> Which I don't sounds remember. like the kind of thing we would go to. Hey, Rachel, <laughs> I got a plus one to this Verizon thing. Eleanor Holmes Norton is going to be there. Ooh, you <laughs> oh don't my say. God. I was going to go to the Met Gala, but. <laughs> Let's go to but who would go to that? A Verizon have... event in Washington, D.C. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so <laughs> she she issued a press release that says, Norton denies responsibility for setting zebras free, comma, supports freedom generally. Okay. So was supports... anyone accusing her of setting the zebras free in the first place? <laughs> I think place? this is now dust protesteth too much. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like, <laughs> and she, she was unrelated to this case. Right. And now. she said she had to speak up because she was known to oppose unnecessary fences. So I guess when uh -huh. they were like after Jan 6, like when they had all the fences up or, or I don't know when, like she was, I don't know, statehood autonomy and she didn't think they had the right to put up fences. So she's staked her claim as anti as the anti fence candidate. So is that why this private zebra maintainer in <laughs> Prince George's <laughs> County didn't put up fences for the zebras because no, of Eleanor Holmes? I don't know. I think she's just stating that she would have been in favor of the fence. And in this case, in this case, and it's presumably in favor of the corral, which involves a fence. Um, okay. Now, of course, good on her. It was a prank. It was a fake press release that she okay. put out. It's on her official like con congressional website. And what we need is a little levity in this day and age. That's cute. All and right. It, yeah. yeah. And then she said, I hope the owners find the zebras and that all involved live long, full lives. That's Which nice. Is very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. So, I hope they get the zebras corralled soon. Like, <laughs> and I hope they don't turn on each other like the thruple, you know? <laughs> the thruple and the couple? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what are those dynamics going to be like? Or one of, like, they're, the throuple's going to be like, I'm going to the corral. I don't know about you. <laughs> they're gaining each other's confidence. Okay, nope. Shut down nope. these zebras. No. Okay. Um, it's time for the ups. These it's are the little for, yes. rays of light, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, please go first. Yeah, well, I've been watching um, American Crime Story and people impeachment on FX, which revisits the Bill Clinton impeachment scandal in a more modern context. And it's really brilliant. First of all, Monica Lewinsky, who I got to know a little when I was working at Twitter, is a producer of the show. So the story is particularly sensitive to what happened to her. 
And she's played by Beanie Feldstein, who is terrific. She was in that um, Olivia Wilde movie. What was that called? Yeah, again? I forget. But the two, forget, the two but, friends yeah. in high school. It was really cute. Yeah. And um, and Sarah Paulson in the show is having her Eileen Warnos moment as From Linda Monster. Tripp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's that's so serial good. killer. I, I watched the first episode on your recommendation last night. It's so good. Linda so Tripp. So good, she's right? Just, you see in her face, like, you know, everybody knows a Linda Tripp. And she was such, like, a faceless character in that whole story. Yeah. And, like, you see her and you're like, ah, now I know what Linda Tripp is about. She's giving her depth and humanity, and um, she does not look like Sarah Paulson at all. She's got these prosthetic teeth and a wig, and she gained weight, and she just looks totally different. So big yup to impeachment on FX, yup to Beanie and Monica and um, Sarah Paulson. Amazing. On a related note, another streaming amazing show is The Chair. Uh, oh, it was yes. On Hulu, I think, right? And, no, it's uh, on Netflix. It's on Netflix, as I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's about Sandra Oh, who becomes the first woman of color, I guess, uh, who to chair the English department in, a, I guess, a small liberal arts college with a cantankerous crew of English people. And it's just one... She can't win. One thing happens after another. There's like, you know, allegations of of whatever. Impropriety. <laughs> Impropriety. All, and, of and all the, varieties. All yes. varieties. And there's budget cuts and she always seems to do the wrong thing. But her performance is amazing. It's got Jay Duplass in it. There's a little girl who's the daughter. Um, and so she's amazing. Cute. But I think the whole show is stolen by the actress Holland Taylor who's yes. in other Ryan Murphy things. Uh, and uh, I, in looking up Holland Taylor, who's about 95 years old, I realized that she is either married to or the lover of Sarah Paulson. Yes, they are together. But when you told me that at first, I was like, no, that's not true. She's with Cherry Jones, who is another lesbian elder star of the stage and screen. And she was in Impeachment. She played um, Nan Pierce. But... In succession. In succession, yeah. yeah. Should I say impeachment? I you did, succession. but that's fine. Oh, yep. Okay. In succession. Well, yeah. In succession. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one word shows, you know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, it turns out they broke up uh, a while ago, and you were absolutely right. She's with Holland Taylor now. She's got so a type. She definitely has a doesn't type. Have a type. That's yeah, so not, for, that's... not for me to judge. I hope she's very, very happy. Just like, uh, just like Eleanor Holmes Norton and the Zebras. I wish them. <laughs> Long, full, and happy lives. Okay, that's uh, that's the end of this episode. I'm really glad to be back on the air, so to speak, with you, Rachel. It's a yeah, good time too. we get to spend together. And uh, we are going to hopefully, now that you're back in the city, we're going to do some live and in person. It used to be that a live show yes. meant that we had an audience. Now a live show just means that we are in the same place. We are place each other's same... audience. <laughs> <laughs> An audience of one for each other. Um, <laughs> if you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review. Tell your friends in real life. That's the best way. We want to get some uh, our ratings have kept up even though we've been uh, publishing less frequently maybe people like this frequency they're like okay i love nope but like once everyone's every slowed week, down a little yeah we're, all, like, we're all a little slow but anyway we're doing great. but let's get the momentum going here tell your friends about it say write I've, us a review give us a five-star review come on if you like this podcast just just do it you know absolutely absolutely well it's been a terrible few weeks it's been a wonderful podcast to record thank you for listening this has been nope the podcast where we shut it down 